So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with uh, Jay from Crywank. And we're gonna ask him some questions today. I'm gonna start. Uh, so before the pandemic hit, you guys were going to uh, go on a farewell tour, uh, and then you dropped an album. So can you tell us like kind of what happened here? Is is the tour still gonna happen? Is the band dead after this record? <laughs> so um, for a long time, pretty much all well, all the way through 2019, we were planning on ending the band. Um, mm-hmm. It was getting more and more tense between me and the drummer because we didn't really see anyone else. We were just constantly touring, just the pair of us. Mm-hmm. And rather than just suddenly ending the band, we were like, well, let's try and you know, do a world tour. So we, we booked shows in New Zealand, Australia, Southeast Asia, um, South America, um, Canada. We had ones about to be announced in Europe and the UK and the US. Uh, we did about half the tour. And then when we got to Canada uh, for the second time, because we did the East Coast first and then the West Coast, mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic happened and it got, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> during this period of time, uh, in between the tour in January, we recorded our final album, uh, which was Fist Me Till Your Hand Comes Out My Mouth, which was essentially about why we were breaking up uh, mm-hmm. and as both singing on it and blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, the, the pandemic happened. Um, so all the U.S. dates and European dates and U.K. dates kind of got thrown away. So we, we do plan in 2022 on finishing all the dates and probably doing Canada again as well as those shows were during the beginning of COVID. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is a plan, but it's not planned at any point this year. Okay. All right. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, so speaking of that album, congratulations on that dropping. Uh, how do you feel about the response to it so far? The newest album. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was uh, <laughs> a, a weird one because it was never planned. Obviously, I just said we released our final album. Mm-hmm. And then um, literally a month ago or a month ago in a day, um, my house for me and my partner uh, had a house fire. Oh. And um, yeah, it, I burnt my foot. Uh, the whole place kind of went ablaze. And um yeah, I was on crutches. Uh, I spent the past few days, couple of days, not on crutches, but it's just been like, yeah, not very good. Mm-hmm. And, I'm sorry. Um, I kind of very impulsively got in touch with Dan and was like, hey, Dan, I kind of want to both A, raise some money and B, not spend the next period of time just wallowing in losing this place and not being able to really move. So would you mind if I did an album? Um, he said no, and then also did the artwork for it, which I'm really uh, grateful for. I said no, he wouldn't mind, not no, we couldn't. Oh. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I ended up writing the album in three days. Um, I recorded it all just acoustic with me on guitar in a day. Mm-hmm. We decided with that instrumentation, so we did that a week later. And then a week later, it was mixed, mastered, and released. So it was a, a really rushed thing, which I kind of thought people wouldn't be that bothered about Mm -hmm. um and it's immediately been our most successful release so far so that's really nice (laughs) holy shit wow all right well now we're gonna beat the shit out of that record yeah Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or the cover art um uh, the name was called just popping in to say hi i guess because I'd very publicly been like, the band is ending, the band is ending, the band is ending for <laughs> nearly two years now. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then the fact that I guess this album has just suddenly come out, it, it's, I, I'm, I don't really even know the status of the band at this moment. So I was just like, okay, well, just popping in to say hi. That's all it is. You know, it kind of was born of circumstance. 
Um, so yeah, the, the, the album name is just like, I guess what it is. It's just me saying hi. Um, and the meaning behind the album is, I, I don't really know, uh, largely just about, um, lost and old friendships and also, uh, identity kind of struggles in regards to, uh, kind of, um, the difficulties of, I guess, fictionalizing your own existence or conceptualizing yourself and uh i guess curating or existing as part of your own narrative and i, I don't know i feel like i'm being very pretentious trying to explain it um <laughs> but it's uh yeah largely just um losing your head thinking about your own narrative is i guess the main idea behind it okay wow all right uh so you kind of went into it a little bit before but if you want you could go a bit more in depth uh can you tell us what your writing process was like for this record you said it took like what three days to write it yeah so um there's one song on the album called i am a rock star who is very cool and sexy Um, (laughs) it's a banger yeah that that song was written uh before this album so the whole thing wasn't technically written in three days but everything else was written just after the fire in my partner's dad's like like spare bedroom just on guitar and it just kind of developed from there. It was it was all very rushed. It was me editing bits and bats that I'd written on my phone over the past year and a half, and some of them were just songs that came out very quickly. Um, sometimes I have uh, a, a bit of I don't know. I, I can overanalyze songs and spend too long on them and pour over them. But I think because of the kind of rush that I put on myself to do this, uh, mm-hmm. everything came out very unedited. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, the process of this was, I guess, rushing and being impulsive. Fair enough. <laughs> That's good. Um, since the entire process was like rushing, impulsive, did you put any thought into like the way the track list would be, or was it just like shuffled and that's that's how it is? Um, the first song is called "Hi Dan, How Are You?" Mm-hmm. Uh, miss you. Um, and it, it's just about the drummer of the band. Um, and it kind of felt because the previous album was about us breaking up um i kind of felt like a song that was about our relationship and feelings towards each other and uh that had to be the first track because it it kind of responds to the previous album um and the final track which is about a fictional band called ultra bono um is kind of the more silly song on the album and normally Mm -hmm. with every crywank album apart from a couple we have like a palate cleansing silly song at the end. So that was always going to be the final track. Sounds good. And I know, as you said, uh, this took about three days to make, but which one, which track out of all of them took longest to write and which one's your personal favorite? Oh, I mean, I, I guess the song, which was written before the album, the, uh, I am, I am a rock star who is very (laughs) cool and sexy took the longest to write Mm -hmm. because it's, is very filled with like double meanings and metaphors. And uh, that one probably has the most actual songwriting effort put in because I, I had the time to pour over that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite song on the album is probably the third track, which I did with um, a musician called Commuted, um, which is about old friendships. And I kind of feel like out of everything on that album, that's maybe the more timeless song out of them all so i i was really happy with that one it's it's quite simple and nice and i was really happy with how it came out okay that's good and how long did the rockstar song come to you know fruition how long did that take 
Ooh, I, I guess I wrote that over the period of about two months. Oh, okay. okay. So not three days. That's good. No, That's good. not three days. <laughs> okay. uh, it's, I guess it's quite weird that that one song took about uh, 20 times longer than the entire rest of the album. <laughs> Um, so where was your headspace at while you were writing this, uh, album? Um, I mean, I, I, I struggle to even remember. I was very freaked out by this fire, if I'm going to be honest. The reason my foot was burnt is because I, uh, the fire started kind of in the walls and on the deck right outside, uh, our flat, um, and ended up going through the roof. But my partner, when they saw the fire were like, oh, the barbecue's on fire. Uh, so I went outside with the fire extinguisher with the plan of fighting this barbecue, walked through the door, the door closed behind me, and I quickly realized the fire was far bigger than what I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of trapped on the roof until the um, the fire department arrived. Um, and that freaked me out a bit. So I was in a bit of a, a manic state, I guess, when writing this. Um, but also, if I'm going to be honest, I had a lot of um, maybe chosen optimism where I was like, nope, this is going to be a, a, a good thing, a good album. I'm going to move somewhere better. This is, you know, but, and I, I, I tried my best not to wallow too much. Um, and I guess that, that mindset is what created the song Crumpled Big Skin, where even though I wanted to try and have this um, kind of catharsis of speaking about the fire, all I could really even do is write a song where I'm kind of criticizing myself for wanting to so immediately write and capitalize off the trauma that was the fire so uh yeah it was i was in a weird headspace i guess okay that's completely valid it's completely valid uh so how do you recommend your listeners to check out this record for the first time should they listen to him in the dark with headphones on should they work out to it should they put it on at a party what do you recommend uh i i always um I always think headphones, paying attention to the lyrics is the best mm-hmm. way, or if not that way, if you're having a drive by yourself, that's sometimes a nice way. Um, I'm not sure it's the kind of, oh, we're having a party, let's put on the new Crywank release and, and yeah. chill to it. I think most of the stuff is best kind of um, absorbed by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it a listen whilst alone and then see what works best for you after that point. All right. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Um, impulsive, mm-hmm. uh, nostalgic, and self-absorbed. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. So is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? I... I I think with, with a lot of my music, I, I try and, like I said before, it's self-absorbed, the album. I, mm. I try and put a lot of kind of inward criticism um, in the hopes that what I create will help people do that with themselves and set them on thought paths, which are hopefully helpful and don't just make people feel worse. Um, but I... I, I, I I want my music to make people think not in like a way where it's like politically challenging or anything like that, but just make people think about their own kind of, I guess, modes of thought. Mm. Um, I, I, I sing a lot about the, the way I think, mm-hmm. 
um, rather than like even like specific things that happen. It's mostly yeah. how I think about things that happen that kind of uh, becomes the lyrics. And also I, I get so lost in the identity of Crywank and the identity of being a musician uh, that I think I, I also very often try and specifically write for other songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd hope that um, there's some catharsis in my music for other people who create songs. Okay. I like That's that. Good. Uh, so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear the most on this album? Ah. Crikey. I mean, uh, the musician Commuted, who I mentioned earlier, um, mm-hmm. he did like added since a week after I recorded everything on guitar. So I feel like he's directly influencing within it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess some like uh, early Casio tone for the painfully alone um, is kind of in there. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, I, I, I never feel capable enough of the music as like as a musician to be like, Oh, I want this to sound like that musician or, Oh, I want this to sound like that genre. Mm-hmm. I normally just prat around on guitar until I've got like three or four different sounds and then I'm like, well, I'll see how I can build on this. And uh, whatever genre it falls into um, is never really a choice. It just kind of feels natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I struggle to even list off um, who influenced it. And I guess if I am talking about who influenced it, it's either me just talking about who I listen to a lot, which is, I guess, musicians like Jordan Mason, um, or I'm talking about uh, what I think it sounds like retrospectively where i'm listening back to it and i was like oh that kind of reminds me of that that's you know okay okay makes that's sense uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record uh i mean god it was <laughs> it was so fast um so i mean uh, as i previously mentioned it was in, involved with uh commuted helped on the album and uh guard petal who's a new musician who i've known for years um while she's been like playing bass in different bands and things like that who we've toured with uh, she's done a solo music recently and uh, they were involved in the album um and the person who produced it is one of my best friends colin uh, and it's the first album he's ever like fully produced and wow. been released uh, and then there was other people involved. The, the um, trumpet on the last two tracks is done by Molly, who is one of my neighbors who was also displaced by the fire. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think the thing I enjoyed the most is that because it was chosen to add instrumentation on and friends who I've made uh, over the past couple of years whilst I've lived in Canada uh, have been involved in the album. Um, it's been really nice sharing it. Um, and having other people kind of match my excitement about it mm-hmm. um, and yeah it's kind of I mean even tonight because um, we I, I'm not living in Toronto at the moment because of the fire so I'm staying at my partner's parents mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going back there tonight and we're all meeting up for food for the first time since the album to kind of celebrate it and yeah yeah it, it's just been the thing that I kind of got the most out of it was just sharing it with other people and you know it, normally i guess if you do a release and you're like oh my god it got this many streams in the first day or oh my god this is going on Mm -hmm. very often it can just seem like you're mindlessly bragging to people so the (laughs) fact that i had like a small group who i could be like uh have a mutual excitement with was really nice (laughs) i agree yeah Mm -hmm. uh so picture this you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice my snack of choice um I mean, it's not really a snack. Um, I'm a real pop fiend. 
Um, mm-hmm. I love fizzy pop, and pretty much whenever I've been on tour, I will always try and get a pop I've never heard of. I love going to new countries, seeing a pop I've never heard of, and trying that. So it will be trying a new pop. I used to love like chocolate bars and things like that, but my teeth are fucked. So um, <laughs> I can no longer really indulge in that. Uh, I realize pop's full of sugar, but it doesn't hurt my teeth as much. So exactly. I guess that's, that's where I get my fix from. So yeah, it, it would literally just be a kind of pop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, which like country did you have the worst pop from? I was from? literally yeah. going to ask that. What country did I have the worst pop from? Oh, the worst pop. Yeah. Oh, crikey. I mean, I love pop, so I find that even hard to uh, hard to answer because pretty much everywhere I go, I'm like, this is great. I love <laughs> this pop. Yeah. yeah. The best pop I've ever had was in Germany. I can say that quite mm-hmm. uh, definitely. Um, the worst pop. Oh, God, I love pop. I can't, <laughs> I can't even tell you. I'd probably be like giving it nothing to do with flavor. And it would just be like one of the Scandinavian countries because it's so expensive there that I, I'm just pissed off whenever I buy anything. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, most of the pop I've had, I've been like, yo, this is sick. Mm-hmm. What a cool okay. flavor. It's fizzy and sweet. Um, I like most pop. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay, that's valid. <laughs> uh, so where do you see the project in the next five years? <laughs> I haven't got a clue. I mean, I've just spent the past two years talking about how it's breaking up. I've just farted out an album in about three days. It's done well. Yeah. And I, I, I really don't know. Um, I kind of was very desperate to relinquish Crywank and be like, cool, I can move on. I can focus on making different kinds of music. I really wanted to write love songs and I really wanted to maybe like go back to my roots and playing punk bands and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's that kind of thing where I, I just impulsively write these whiny acoustic emo songs <laughs> and I feel like I, I, it doesn't even feel like a choice at this point. So I don't know. I'd, I'd like to say, oh, this is it. We're going to do a tour and end. But I, at this point, it, it would feel kind of like a performance and a lie to even say that. I, I don't even. You, you muted actually yourself. muted yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm go. really bad at phones. Really bad. Okay. Sorry. Okay, can you finish um, like that last half of that sentence? I'm trying to remember what I was even saying. Crikey. Um, uh, hopefully I will tour less and maybe I will rush out a few more albums in the future. I don't know. I can't make any promises. The mm-hmm. one goal I have with, well, the two goals I have with Crywank mm-hmm. are to finish this tour and to do a Christmas song. Those are the only oh. two things I want to do. Okay. Ooh, would you be making like an original Christmas song or is this? Oh like yeah, cover? yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I, I want to do an original Christmas song. Okay. That's always okay. been a goal in That's my head. Challenge. I'm like, you know, if I do it right, maybe in like mm-hmm. 40 years, it can be that about a boy kind of thing where I'm just mm-hmm. living off the streams off this one Christmas song that yep. I wrote. So. <laughs> All right. Um, do you think that like having this downtime of almost two years now, not like having to tour or anything, do you think it like changed your perspective on how you feel about the project at all? And like wanting to end it doesn't seem like you were so adamant beforehand, like getting the tour out of the way and just ending it. I mean, it was really bad for my mental health, uh, mm-hmm. by kind of looking back, I kind of feel like maybe not living anywhere and being a couch surfing musician so that we could do as many tours as we possibly could Mm -hmm. was kind of the thing that was bad for my mental health and the fact that um my entire life was shared with one person 
and the pair of us had to like sacrifice a lot of other elements of our life and we kind of became each other's mutual punching bags mm-hmm. um and I, I don't know the, the weirdest thing is because of the past two years um like i miss dan so much like he was kind of the other half of the band and he misses me now and it's it's actually even though we haven't seen each other we've been talking a lot and it's it's been really kind of healing for our friendship and uh yeah i yeah i i, I guess my feelings have changed about it it's been nice having stability for the first time Mm -hmm. and it's been nice um having my best friend being someone who we can have a phone call and just talk about music or books we're reading and it not be like oh my god we're arguing about all these logistics about where we're going next or what we're doing next or you know and and the, the dynamic of you know me kind of always being the bossy one over dan because i was the one booking the tours and kind of very much so in control that power dynamics managed to shift to a more equal level so that's been really nice okay fair that's enough good. So i feel better about everything right now to be honest but i've considering i had a fire this month i've actually had a pretty good month by this point so <laughs> well that's good, good to hear <laughs> um so for the last couple of questions we actually shift away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death go straight row, to what go death straight row. to death row you're on death row now the record label no no no, no. like you're gonna uh, die yeah <laughs> okay um so if you could uh have one last meal with a drink what would it be i you fucked me up by asking it in the middle i'm like a robot with that question <laughs> last meal with a drink what is it uh could it be a just a meal of drinks sure sure yeah i would just want like 50 shot glasses of different pops around the world and <laughs> I'm I'm really kind of I love to rate things and rank things and make lists and I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with just doing that. I just want 50 shot glasses of pop, a knowledge of what that pop is, where it's from, so I can rate each one out of 10 and then put it in a list. And then you're you can be sent off. Yeah, and, then I'm okay. dead. That's the final thing happy. I do. Okay. Yeah, I'm All done. Right. <laughs> Perfect. I'm like, even if I did a lot of things wrong to get on death row, I left people with this definitive list of the mm-hmm. best to worst pops. So that would make me feel pretty accomplished. There you go. Exactly. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. One fictional world for a week. Woo! Christ. Um, I am... I'm drawing blanks. I'm so sorry. I would, I, I would, okay. I, I don't even know how much of a fictional world it is, but, and this probably sounds really nerdy and stupid, but I would love to somehow be involved with, I mean, it's kind of set in the real world, but just with like the channeling techniques and the courtroom stuff, if I could just be on trial in like the Phoenix Wright courtroom, mm-hmm. um, I, I would really buzz off that. All right. Uh, so I've now I've asked my last question, and every single person we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. Okay. What's your favorite color? Oh, purple. Specific shade of purple. Um, all purple. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I guess that, <laughs> I'm yeah. not fussing with purple. I just go for purple every time. Fair enough. Uh, so as I said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Oh, um. I would encourage people to listen to God Petal's new release that will be out this week. God Petal features on the song Cool Knife Bro on the new album. I would encourage people to check out the musician Commuted, uh, who also features on the album. 
And even though they don't feature on anything, um, my favorite musician in the world right now is a really underrated musician uh, called The Last Whole Earth Catalog. Uh, I think he's wildly talented, super prolific. Everything he makes is outstanding. And I just encourage people to listen to that. All right. Uh, well, thank you for sound. This has been Jay from Crywank, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.